thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Coach V Show, uh, where iron sharpens iron, together we rise, here and powered by Island City, where the beach meets the streets. I am so grateful to feature uh, one of my brothers, Brother William Green. We call him Will Green out of 208. My Filipino brother, who also has so many different diverse ethnic backgrounds in his life and his composite of who it is that he is. Uh, military background in terms of his father and his roots, uh, Rochester, New York, all the way to Boise, Idaho, uh, just a myriad of great experiences, right? But really what we're talking about is a phrase that that I hear him say often is gratitude is the foundation of abundance. That's coming up right now on the Coach V Show where iron sharpens iron. Together we rise. Now a word from our sponsor. My Free Pharmacy is the future of pharmacy today. We are a membership-based pharmacy headquartered in Ohio and we ship door-to-door -door for your monthly prescription. My Free Pharmacy offers 91% of the most prescribed generic medications in the U.S. 87% of all prescriptions in America are filled with wow. generic medication. At My Free Pharmacy, we are laser focused on delivering medications Americans actually use. For a monthly subscription of $19.95 for individuals or $29.95 for households, we can ship all your generic medication with no shipping costs. Call us for a free analysis on how we can save your company or organization up to 40 to 60%. Sign up today at MyFreePharmacy.com forward slash join. And get your generic prescriptions oh, free yeah. with a paid monthly membership. Visit MyFreePharmacy.com forward slash join and start saving today. Welcome to the Coach V Show, your Hollywood radio show for personal development with expert insights and interviews to help you, me, and we work to be our best and live our best life. Offering for your consideration success frameworks, behavioral models, and also life lessons that if you should believe and see value in it, that you now subscribe fully and deploy all over your life, leadership, and business. Here on the Coach V Show, where iron sharpens iron, together we rise, powered by the Island City Media Group, where the beach meets the streets. I am so juiced and pumped to have one of my brothers from the 208 Idaho, Boise, represent baby, here on the show as we're featuring Brother William Green, that we call Brother Will Green, and he works at Thrive, and he's all into helping people find the missing pieces to their business, and his passion is growing and scaling businesses and helping those that he works with to achieve their goals and dreams and finding new ways to help his local community with the help of his friends. His dream is to continue to impact others uh, by inspiring them to set the example, those up and coming and help those with knowledge to help those who want to receive it. Welcome to the Coach V Show, your boy, brother Will Green. Will, welcome to the show, brother. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Coach. How are you doing today? Uh, doing great, man. How are you and how, how's the 208? What's the weather like there, lady? Oh, man, it's going to be, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. 75 degrees. It's sunny. You know, you can actually get out there and enjoy it. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's perfect. Perfect. Nice. Now, so what is your genesis point, uh, Will? Talk to us about, hey, where did it all start? And, and, and talk about the roots and the history of your past. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I was born in the Philippines. I've actually, uh, I'm actually seven different nationalities. But I am an Islander. 
I was yeah, baby. Island, so I claim Islander, man. I do. I do. But I was born on the Subic Bay Naval Base located in Zimbabwe's. Uh It's a uh, it's uh, in central Luzon. And uh, my mom, she was a stay-at-home mom while my father worked uh, for the Navy and then for Morrison Knutson, which is a civil engineering company based out of Boise, Idaho. Right on. And then so talk about being born there and then coming back to the States. You know, everybody else calls this the States. Talk about that. Well, it's interesting because like being born on a naval base, um, you actually grow up with dual citizenship. And we went back several times like um, to the Philippines, so just traveling back, uh, traveling back and forth. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I moved over 21 times uh, when I was uh, a kid. And so I got a lot of life experience just, just mm. having to go and make new friends in different areas and different places all the time. Sometimes I spoke the language, sometimes I didn't, but whatever, you know, whatever I needed to do, I needed to get it done. So <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. Wow. 21 different times. Well, what's yeah. the life lesson there uh, that you were able to experience and through being in different places, engaging in different cultures, different foods? I mean, because a lot of these places, they're just not different geographically. Mm -hmm. They're basically a whole different world, different mindset, different dialects, different languages, different foods. Talk about that. What's the life lesson from that, Will? You know, I what I found is that um, there are some things that are quite a bit different, like culture-wise and, and whatnot. And I, and I did learn a lot, right? But one of the things that I, I really um, found as a common thread throughout every place that I was at was um, just the the power of uh, the power of positivity, right? Mm. And then also um, respect. That was a huge thing. And in most of the cultures, especially in the Philippines, um, very huge on respect. Everything is everything is salama po, or you know, um, you know, with and po is like respect to your elders and and whatnot. And so what I I, I learned that from a very very early age that um, respect gets you a long way in life. Oh, I love that. I love that. So what about here in the States? Where, where, where is home and where would you consider, at least at, for this portion of the show, your childhood home? So I'd probably have to say um, I did the most growing up the quickest in Rochester, New York. Uh, there I was uh, in upstate New York and a lot of people are like, oh, in New York, you think in the city. But it really was just like farmland and, mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And uh I have my, you know, a couple of my brothers from back there, Tim Gardner, as well as uh, Jose Kublai. Um, They are like some of my closest friends and, uh, and brothers that uh, that aren't related to me, like with blood, but just straight up like uh, people that I just love and care about. And, and I miss them every day. And I talk to them just about uh, every day. I try to like, you know, message them and stuff like that. And so that's where I kind of had my crew. Um, you know, I got, I kind of, as you know, coach, I had a little bit of a rough childhood. So I was always mm -hmm. looking outside of that experience in order to, uh, kind of grow and learn. And, and those individuals, uh, really, really kept me on a good path while I was in school and kept me out of a lot of things that I could have gotten involved in. Right on, right on. And so, so talk about a junior high, high school, where did you go to junior high, high school, even if it's in different places, what are some life lessons that you learn as a child that you still uh, believe in and engage and deploy into your life leadership today? I guess the most memorable uh, 
would be like the Amity Groundhog uh, School that I went to out here in, uh, I think it's in Boise off of Five Mile. Mm -hmm. That was one of the most memorable, like, like middle school uh, uh, areas. You know, I, I grew up playing sports. I did a lot. Of, I did some football. I did some soccer. I did some wrestling and stuff like that. And like a lot of the stuff that I learned um, throughout those times, because I was trying to look for, like I said, those that, that direction outside the home um, was from the lessons I learned in sports about, you know, kind of sticking to a thing and, and not giving up and continuing to, uh, to work through, uh, things and, and, you know, getting up early and, you know, working hard and then doing your homework so you can stay on the team, all that stuff kind of translated and played really well for me, um, to kind of, uh, kind of, form who I was going to be it was the only thing that I really could stay consistent with because of the fact that we moved so much right and so you know you know if I'm going to be on a football team I'm going to be on a football team here or I'm going to be a football team somewhere else unless I'm like out of the season but sports was a big way for me to kind of um you know kind of acclimate myself to whatever atmosphere I was in because you know if you got a team then you can just you you start to relate to each other you start to build that synergy you start to build that group together and uh so it was a very easy way for me to acclimate yeah 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 you you get adopted into or you adopt yourself into a family really quickly in sports right mm -hmm. what else about sports talk about high school now and how that sports became uh central in your life uh, about how you approached uh, what it is that you did, how it is that you um, uh, created your identity. Because for me, that was huge for me. Mm -hmm. Like it became my identity being a football player or on the track team or part of a basketball team. Uh, talk about that. Yeah. I mean, we just, uh, we just had a really, really good program and we just had a lot of, uh, a lot of mentors, I guess, um, not just in the coaching side of things, but also like in experienced players and everything. We had a, uh, our teams were just really, really good. Um, and our coaches were really good about setting up the older players with the newer players and, and making sure that, that we were getting trained up in a kind of certain way in order to be able to achieve uh, more, right, together. Um, they taught us a lot and we learned from each other a lot. And I really valued that um, aspect of it because, um, you know, it, it built relationships with people that are closer to our age at the time, but then also it kind of gave us that extra layer of accountability, right? Like you don't mm. want to let down the, your mentor. You don't want to let down the guy that's training you, right? Like the, he's trying to show you these things and like you don't want to miss that play. You don't want to miss that, you know, that call or whatever. And so it, it kind of added that layer of accountability and helped us to, to be stronger as a team. Oh, that that's that's phenomenal. I, I I love that. I love that how the older guys mentor the the younger guys, and and then you you're with your same class and you grow together. Uh, that that's phenomenal about sports. Talk about now transitioning from high school, what you learned, and then going into your years post high school. What was that like um, as a Filipino with six other ethnicities? Uh, 21 plus places that you've lived at and now you're in Idaho right talk about that <laughs> yeah yeah so um you know I just uh we moved out well I moved out here actually I was going to college and and uh over at Rochester University and what ended up happening was my father um got congestive heart failure so we were we were pretty scared that he was going to 
pass away. Um, and so we ended up, I ended up moving out to Idaho Falls where he was located. And then we moved over to Boise, but, um, what ended up happening is he, he got better, thank goodness. And then, um, as a result of that, I just kind of settled out here in Boise and didn't really have a direction, didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, I just really loved the area and I was really enjoying it. So I, uh, I started in sales and I started working with, uh, men's clothes of all things. I was selling men's clothes over at DeMarco's, uh, uh, DeMarco's men's clothing store. And uh, that kind of like led to different things. Um, you know, I've always kind of just been uh, a student. I wanted to learn and uh, there's a lot of learning that can happen in sales. And so um, what ended up happening is I started to kind of grow in that career. And then I got I moved out of that to outside sales and to business to business sales and even own my own medical testing company, which I was able to, uh, build up for a while and, and manage, uh, you know, 14 reps in like 17 states. So. That's awesome. From your professional life. I mean, tell me what it is, are the life lessons of creating your own business, uh, being in sales. Mm -hmm. And then really this notion, every concept is simplistic until you add humans to the equation. <laughs> your thoughts on business, entrepreneurship, life lessons, and then, I mean, it is hard to, to work with people, with human beings. It really is, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You know, and that's that's one thing that I, I'm so grateful for my uh, upbringing and everything, because like moving around as much as I did and everything, you kind of grow like uh, a pretty thick skin, right? Like you, you kind of learn to be like, hey, you know what? This is a temporary situation. I'm not going to get told no forever, that type of thing. And so like I would... Um, you know, I went out because I wanted to be a good salesperson and stuff like that. I started knocking doors. And when I did that, you know, I got told a hundred times a day and, and uh, I grew that thick skin and you kind of learn like, you know, Hey man, perseverance. And, and part of that goes back to sports too. Like perseverance is key, right? You just keep going, right? It doesn't matter how many no's you get as long as you get a couple of yeses. Right. And so, um, that was really a big thing. And then growing a team, actually managing mm -hmm. team, a team. That's where things kind of got interesting because not everybody has the same background. Not everybody is uh, motivated, right? Um, intrinsically or whatnot. You know what I mean? Some people are motivated by, you know, extrinsic forces and whatnot. And so, um, especially with my type of uh, business, because I, I created a business that was all 1099 guys that were working with me. So it was even worse because they're not employees, right? You can't tell them what to do. You have yeah. to just coach, right? And try to try to get bring them along with you. And we did really well. We did really well. But I got to tell you, Coach, a lot of times it was like herding cats. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. And I love that term herding cats because cats can't be trained. Yeah. You know, cats kind of do their thing. Right. Not like a dog. A dog can have a certain level of conditioning and training. Um, but cats, man. Oh, that's why they use that term is hurting cats. Mm -hmm. Right. And the quick factor, especially in today's world, there are so many opportunities out there to do things that, you know, like Uber, Lyft, just, you know, not really work for anybody that the quick factor right now is like, man, I don't like it. I'm out. Come on. Come on. Is that true about the workforce today? What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's very true. And a lot of the a lot of our small businesses are really struggling with that because of the fact that the labor pool um, that would normally uh, be serving in those capacities and the unskilled uh, kind of seg segment are are really suffering. They're they're having a lot of difficulty there. So they're learning they're learning new ways to pivot. There's a lot of challenges for sure. 
but they're also learning, right, and growing. And a lot of these companies that are doubling down and, and figuring things out, they're really they're really making headway where um, some of these other companies that are just doing things the old way are, are kind of falling by the wayside. And so it's interesting to see that change. Right. That that is the dynamics right now, right? And and, and I love it because people are always like, you know, do you believe in participation trophies? No, I think everybody needs to earn stuff, but people that don't feel appreciated will not participate. <laughs> so just be careful what kind of, you know, you know, you got to earn everything and then people are scared to earn some things. It's just amazing because I work with kids so much that people are like, do you believe in participation trophies? Yeah. No, but I do believe that showing up and, and and engaging and participating is something that we need to teach kids. And if you give an award for that, I, I think that's all good, you know. Yeah, I've, I've uh, I got I saw I read an article about it, and and what it was funny because they they uh, they were actually picking on participation trophies quite a bit, and what they were saying was is that it was kind of uh, for the people for the kids that were really working hard and that actually got the trophies because they deserved it and they won. Um, that they were feeling like um, you know because they took the survey and whatnot that they were feeling like that they didn't achieve all that much, like it was devalued. And and the kids that had the participation trophies, because they got a participation trophy, they, they were recognized for not doing as well. And so it actually had the opposite effect. It actually made them more depressed. It actually put them in a, uh, in a state to where it, uh, they felt like they didn't earn something. And so it's an interesting dynamic that you bring that up. Um, because, uh, you know, it, you, when I was growing up and everything, there wasn't anything called a participation trophy or anything like that. Like, you know, we lost as a team, we won as a team, and that's just the way it was, right? And so, um, unless you were like an individual sport or something like that, where you were like one-on-one with wrestling or whatever. But, you know, we still we still had that team aspect. And I, and I think there's something to be said for that, right? That winning as a team and everybody playing that position and doing what we got to do um and, and making it happen um really solidifies something in a person um and gives you something to hold on to and i think that's a lot of what we're missing out in the world today is just that team aspect that synergy that's created yeah no doubt man and i love it <clears throat> well we we stay family bonded a lot but having my daughter you know start on the bench for tons of tournaments and ha having her have to earn it and then now she appreciates it and then she becomes the captain and then they win the championship. I mean, that whole process of going from not really knowing awkward, weird, out of my comfort zone to now, hey, this is who I am. This is who I roll. And I know that the arts and a lot of different things can teach that. But from my own experience through sports, that's why I love sports. Right. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, what, what do they call these these terms like the Kardashians? They, what do they call that reality TV shows? Right. I mean, the first reality TV show was like in Rome and they're fighting at the Coliseum. And that's what sports is. Yeah. I mean, that's the reality, unscripted, yeah. human nature on display, full platform. I mean, it's amazing. Right. Come on. Let's yeah. finish off on that. Your final thoughts on that before uh, we move forward. I mean. Most stadiums on a Sunday hold more people than a church, right? <laughs> and people follow their teams all over America, Raider fans, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs fans and all these fans at the Padres right now in baseball. Mm -hmm. I mean, this stuff, it really solidifies being part of something. 
right? Yeah. Being a fanatic, being a fan. That's where the word fan comes from is fanatic, like absolutely crazy about something. Yeah. Most people aren't crazy about anything, right? Talk well, about that. Anything come to mind? What comes top of mind, Brother Will? Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, for me, it's just like, you know, a lot of us go through life and a lot, and we think of ourselves as kind of lone wolves, right? We see ourselves alone. Yeah. Even though we have families, even though we have, you know, work and a team at work and stuff like that. And we treat ourselves like that, right? We isolate ourselves very easily and take our in and put the boat burdens on ourselves and everything. And I, I feel like um, that's what a lot of people are missing. They're missing that aspect of saying, you know what? I don't have to do this alone. Right. I got people in my corner. I got people that are behind me. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I got people that that will that will stand up for me and 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 bear witness and be a part of like what it is that that brings us to that that level. Right. I mean, what you got to think about, like when I was in high school, I knew I knew right what it felt like to be a champion. Right. I knew yeah. what it felt like to win. You know what I'm saying? And if you think about it, like in the terms of like most people's lives right now, that feeling was 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. that's a long time to go without feeling that feeling. Coach. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is real talk. That is real talk. And, and then also, you know, the irony of being on the team is the understanding that, okay, so life Leadership and business is a team sport, mm -hmm. but only you can earn your own success. <laughs> you have to go and earn your own paycheck. Come on. What an irony. Right. And that's why a lot of folks from the military and people that come out of pro sports, you, you know, they, they have these these problematic issues of there's an incongruence with their self identity with now the ability to look within. You're by yourself and be able to do things for yourself, by yourself until you create your new tribe, your new network, your new people, your new, your new supporting folks. Come on, Will. How, how ironic is life like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We, we, we don't feel that we can create our own team. And it's like, dude, you can, right? Like you can put yourself in the right environment. You can create that. You can surround yourself. You can see, you know, I've been really lucky, Coach, you know, because honestly, I've just been honored to have some amazing mentors. Yeah, you know, yeah. Some amazing teachers, some amazing coaches in my life. Um, you know, I guess, I, like I said, I sought that out because of, like, what I was experiencing in my house. I didn't have that direction. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, it was just a way of, of dialing that in and, and having that be a part. And, like, it's like you, coach. You showed up at the right time, literally at the right time, right? Like, I had no idea. And then my friend, my my good buddy, my brother, Isaac Naylor, brings you into my life. And just like all of a sudden, like I just said, hey, you know what? I'm not doing this other thing. I'm going to do this thing. And we've been rolling ever since. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Shout out Isaac Naylor. Also was featured here on the Coach V Show. And you two are really creating some creating uh, some amazing relationships. We're iron sharpens iron out there in Idaho. And kudos to you both. Talk about kids, marriage, talk about relationships. What have you learned and, and what are some approaches that you would like to give to all of us in terms of approaching romance, raising kids, being a father and all that, please? Never stop dating your girl. That's one thing. Never stop dating your girl. Um, you know, I've got I've got two kids, um, beautiful, uh, 
Katrina, she's 23. And my son, Isaac, he's 20. Um, I love them to death. They're great, great kids. Um, they just have huge hearts. And me, you know, my son, Isaac, he saved up enough money to, to fly out to Hawaii. And he's jumped out of an airplane, right? Just uh, just did that the other, like, last week. Wow. Yeah. And uh, my my daughter, you know, she's just uh, she's just a phenomenal individual. She's got the hugest heart. She will help out anybody, and and God bless them that they grew up that way, and that they're um, that they're just wonderful human beings. I'm just so blessed to have um, them in my life, and my 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 girlfriend's kids and everything. They're just they're amazing individuals too. They're super uh, busy with dance, and they're just but they're, they're just the, the kindest kids. You know what I mean? And um, just loving, loving people. So for me, but like that's that's part of it, right? They're part of my team, right? Like to me, I look mm-hmm. at it like, hey, you know what? I got to have this in my life. Um, you know, I, I'm dating a wonderful woman now. Um, you know, when I met her, she wasn't doing that great. But um, she, what ended up happening was she just has <clears throat> worked hard and created something in her life. Um, and now she's like gone from living on assistance to being like basically in charge of a whole Amazon facility. Wow. And all due to hard work. It's all due to dedication. I mean, she's a 30 or some, you know, I can't tell her, you know, I can't say her, you know, age on. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all good. Don't do that. But, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like um, she was working circles around these 21 year old boys, man. And like throwing pallets and, and, and things like that for the better part of a year. Right. Like just, just doing all of these things um, because she just, she's got that moxie, man. She's got that grit. And then what ended up happening is she got promoted. Um, and the woman that she replaced over there, she's still with the company too, but the woman she replaced there has three degrees and she doesn't have one. So just wow. amazing, amazing people that have been brought into my life. And I've just been so blessed. So blessed. That's awesome. Talk about what you do now and some of the life lessons that you've learned uh, now being with Thrive, how it is that you bring so many amazing solutions to people and really uh, market and promote themselves and their brand in the in the new era and the way it is we all need to, you know, word of mouth. Man, that stuff is good, but mm-hmm. it ain't a strategy. That's no longer a business strategy. Does it work? Yes, it can. Yeah. But it no longer brings the the high level of performance that's required by marketing and promoting a brand. Talk about that, Brother Wolf. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we have a different way of kind of like going about things at Thrive. Um, you know, first of all, what we do is we look at like your customer journey. We look at how people find you and how you're doing business now and all that stuff. And at the end of the day, really... Um, it's not just about like going and getting those new customers. It's about the people that you've already talked to, right? It's about the people that you already have connection with. And so we help to kind of leverage that information, give them the opportunity to connect in a meaningful way with the customers, always encouraging them to be as authentic as they possibly can because nobody likes to get spam and nobody wants to see a stock photo, man. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, once we can get that voice and once we can get them to understand that they that people want to hear about, you know, your family, they want to hear about who you are. They want to do business with people and 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 make it authentic. We're really giving like these small business owners a fighting chance against this huge change. Right. Like, you know, we're given 
you know, like our flying pie pizza, right? We're giving, you know, here in Boise, and I know that you've had that, right? Yeah, yeah. Pie, right? We're giving that flying pie pizza, right? We're giving those guys a fighting chance against the dominoes of the world, right? And we're giving, like, you know, these retail shops, like, you know, Lit here in Boise, Lit Candle Company, right? They have uh, three locations out here. We're giving them a fighting shot against, uh, no offense to my girl, Amazon, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, we're putting those types of tools in the, in, in business owners' hands and we're giving them a voice and it's just something I'm so proud and passionate about doing. That's awesome. And, and, and talk about, like, why are you so personable? Like, why, why do you seem so grateful all the time? Why are you always so positive and you're able not only to connect and engage with the right people, but then you also attract them into your life? Why is that, Will? You know, um, I, I think it's a I think it's a momentum thing, right? Like as you meet good people and you start to surround yourself with positivity and and good people and and you start putting that information into your heart and and really internalizing things into your belief system. I think what happens in this universe, in this world, in this life, right? We start attracting that. Mm-hmm. It starts coming to you and and you know, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, you, you know, it's so lucky. You're so lucky you have such great friends. You're so lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, my life is by design. Like the people that I have in my life and the people that I know and the people that I love and the people that love me, by design. And I'm just I'm just blessed to be able to continue in that path. But really, at the end of the day, it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, Jim Rohn said, right? Yeah, I mean, you got to always. Jim Rohn, you're, I know you're a fan of Jim Rohn, right? So, like, you know, you got to ask yourself, like, who am I around? Right? Like, what are they doing to me? You know, um, gosh, you know, you know what am, what do they got me reading? Right? There's a lot of reading in, in what I do with you, Coach, right? What do they got me reading? Right? What do they got me saying? What do they got me going? What do they got me, you know, thinking? You know what I mean? And most importantly, right, the people in your life, what are they doing to help you to become who you're going to become? Mm. Because if you if that answer, if uh, if you ask the question and the answers aren't okay, right, then you got to change that. You got to make that change. You got to do something different. That's right. That's right. In that, so take a culmination of born in the Philippines, Rochester, New York, moving all over the place, ending up in the Treasure Valley. Well, what what would be Will Green's message to the world? Uh, for me, you know, having a gratitude at the end of the day. For me, gratitude is the foundation of abundance. Mm, gratitude is the foundation of abundance. I love how you said that. Say it again. Well, to me, gratitude, you know, gratitude is the foundation of abundance, right, Coach? I mean, being thankful, I mean, it transforms like any situation. It's uh, It renews your purpose, right? Like it acts as a catalyst for happiness. You know, each day is a gift, right? We were chosen to receive that gift. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's about being thankful for, you know, what you have while working for what you want. Yes, sir. And that's, I love that. that'd be my message. 
I love that. So in that, so thank thank you everybody for tuning in here on the Coach V Show, powered by Island City Media Group, where the beach meets the streets. We are on with uh, Brother Will Green, and we're talking life, leadership, and business. And and we have a couple minutes here where we could just put co uh, Coach Will Green on the hot seat. So when we come into the Treasure Valley, I mean, because I mean the airport's like five minutes away from downtown. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And then at the most 10 minutes off of Eagle, 10 minutes away from Eagle, Eagle Boulevard. Right. Where we could get to, to all the shops and stuff. 12, 15 minutes at most. Where do we go to eat when we land in Boise, Idaho? Where's the first spot? Uh, let's name three of them. What are the first spots that we need to consider? What are they? All right. I'm going to go with uh, breakfast, lunch and dinner, if that's OK, Coach. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So. My first choice for breakfast, Bob's uh, Restaurant and Lounge out in Nampa. Uh, Bobby yeah. owned restaurants for years. He just opened up a new one here about a couple of years ago with his wife, Mary D. Uh, it's a family-owned run restaurant and everything. They make their own They make their own sausage and all that stuff. It's wow. super, super good stuff, right? Yep, yep. Uh, for lunch, it's kind of a toss-up because – my boy Isaac, man, he's got that. He's got that chicken taste. Yes, the chicken is so good. Yeah, yeah. But it's a toss up between that and Big Daddy's the Meridian. Um, Kirsten the Gray. Burger Place. No, no, Big Daddy's. Big Daddy's uh, what Big is Daddy's that? Barbecue. Yeah, Big Daddy's Barbecue. Oh, Big Daddy's Barbecue. Yeah, yeah. Kirsten Grigg and her mom own that place, and they run it together. And it's just another family-run restaurant. I love it. Um, it's just so good. Um, we meet there. Uh, with Joe McKittish from Do Work. Uh, we meet there on Fridays, and it's always good. Never disappoints. Never disappoints. Okay. And for dinner, I'm going to say at home. I love my home cooking. Carissa, my girl, she cooks some of So amazing. Carissa's is the restaurant. Carissa, I'm, I'm going to land. I'm coming over <laughs> for dinner. <laughs> man she could she could put a skull on some fried chicken oh my goodness i'm like oh man oh man so good so good i love that i love that and then lastly this is a quote you've heard by being a part of my program and you know you're just a high level cat that's why i want to get you on the show so we could try to introduce you to more people and connect you to more people what comes top of mind when I say this, Coach V, quote, there's money in the transaction, but the wealth is in the relationships? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, for me, it's about, for me, like like I said, it's about, it's about the synergy you create in your life with the people that are in it. Um, you know, the thing is that when you work with other people, you achieve more. Right. And that's just the bottom line uh, than, than you can do on your own. Um, when you synchronize that power and that effort and that will and contemplation to, to get to greatness. Right. Um, without without having all that other stuff, without having that ego, without having mm. that pride, without having all that selfish desire. Right. Um, that that is when and you start to give back right to the community. That is when I feel that true wealth is. I mean, money is the least impressive thing about wealth. Mm. I love that. I love that. And what's the final, final about being on the Coach V show before we sign off, Brother Will? 
Coach, you know, I'm just grateful for the opportunity, not just to not just to have gone through your training and everything, but in, but to have been able to actually work with um, a lot of the coaching students that you have and be a part of that process. I, I appreciate your trust and uh, your investment in me um, on an individual basis and your friendship. Uh, but moreover, I know that you're changing. I know that you're changing the lens at which people are looking at this world, and ultimately, that means that you're changing their experience. And uh, you know, if I can even have a quarter of that type of impact in people's lives, man, I won already. Oh yeah, you're gonna win because you're already doing it, brother. And ditto, I feel the same about you. So thank you so much, brother Wolf, for coming on the show. And thank you to everybody who's tuning into this episode of the Coach V Show, powered by Island City, where the beach meets the streets. We're going to be here every Mono Motivation Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Dash Radio app on Facebook Live. You could also find this on YouTube and on Spotify every Tuesday as it's uh, broadcast via the Coach V Podcast. And so thank you so much for everyone for tuning in. And for Will and I, it's just not for the sake of success that we ask that you would tune in or we engage in this type of discussions, right? But really it's for the sake that you be your best because in doing so, you realize the best of your abilities and that everything and anything that you dream, work, and pray for can be achieved. This is how your boy Will and your boy Coach V, this is how we live all about faith and family. Grateful for God's amazing grace. Until next Motivation Monday, thank you so much for tuning in to the Coach V Show. Until next time, from your boy Will, your boy Coach V, one love, mad respects, live it. Peace. Choo-hoo!